the Kazabru Show! What is up, Brother Kaz? How's it going? Oh, it is good. It's that time of the year. The, the spring showers, the uh, playoffs, the uh, desperation to get my waistline in, in pool condition. I mean... All of it. <laughs> the All calls, of it. the calls for Pitbull to return to the NBA playoffs uh, have been have been large and and, and fun. Um, so how are you doing, man? Pitbull, the the rapper Pitbull. No, no, just Pitbulls in general. They wanted to bring five hundred Pitbulls to the NBA playoffs. Now Pitbull, you know Pitbull, <laughs> the rapper. Yeah, the rapper. Uh, is, is he was he at some point a major part of the NBA that he I wasn't aware of? Yeah, you don't remember those Pitbull intros to the NBA playoffs with Keisha with the dollar sign? Kesha? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's going okay. down. I'm yelling okay. Timber. But then he said playoffs a lot. It was great. So is is there really a call for that? Yeah, actually, there is. Oh, boy. <laughs> Online. Because, oh, you know, as we were talking before we, we started recording, you know, it's people are longing for the good old days. You know, people are yeah. feeling old. They, they want to go back to the, the, the good old days of 10 years ago on yeah. Twitter when uh, Pitbull took the NBA playoffs by storm. You know what? I'm kind of thinking that will be the John Tesh song of our of our 2010s. You know, is he alive? I'm, I'm, you know, it's funny that you said that because I immediately thought of John Tesh and I started typing and he is still alive. Do you think Good to know when he so what is he? He's 69. Do you think when John Tesh passes that when the NBA does their in memoriam reel that they'll have John Tesh in there? I think they'll do the John Tesh song, but really slow and somber. <laughs> Known for the most upbeat thing in the world, they'll still try to recreate. That's why they always do them at like award shows because there's already a symphony waiting, you know? And they try to do the most like somber version of like, you know, you'll see when Bobby McFerrin dies, they'll do like the most somber version of Don't Worry, Be Happy you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I'm gonna die over here. Um, you know, I wish we had done a show since the slap. Nobody wants to talk about the slap anymore. Know, like nobody at all. Like you can't. They, they send me things on the slap, and I want to throw my phone. I really <laughs> wish that me and you had caught up at some point. Oh man! I bring uh, it together. We're gonna talk NBA playoffs playing. <laughs> The Bobby McFerrin thing's going to stay with me for a couple days. Um, so it's our favorite time of the year because we, we love the playoffs. The playoffs are extremely exciting this year because there's so much going on. I think you know, there's a lot of teams that have a shot, a legitimate shot of, of getting in. Um, I did my playoff betting journal. If you want to check that out at Sports Ethos, if you have a wager pass, go into some of the more nitty gritty of, of prognosticating all of this. But what we do annually is we... We'll predict these first round series in a little bit more detail. I will talk about the plan before we go, and then we'll make our predictions of who we think are going to win. <laughs> what, did you have anything on the slap, though? Like, can you leave me with one thing? Because I, I know you're a huge Chris Rock fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know your Will Smith fandom. I'm a huge fan of both. Yeah, I like, I like a fan of both. You know, it's one of those things. I don't know. I, I think it's, you know... What was your what? What did you do when you first saw it? Where were you? 
when we were on vacation, we were in San Diego. You know, I, we weren't watching it. I haven't watched the Oscars in years, you know. And we were, and the people I was with were all like, damn it, the one year it's actually got something exciting going on. We're not even watching it. But uh, so we immediately, like, you know, you know, somebody saw it on Twitter or something. So we immediately try to find it, you know, on YouTube and, like, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an unfortunate, you know, situation. It's I kind think, of a sad you know, thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think, um, you know, I think Chris Rock, I, you know, he's my favorite stand-up comedian of all time. Uh, I think I don't. I think it was kind of. I don't know that he had planned that. I think it was kind of. A, he saw her, said it. I think in the, you know, I don't want to get too deep. Yeah, we got I like think, eight, eight, eight series to cover. Yeah, I, you know, in the big scheme of things, you know, as a black man, we just watched. Uh, a lady get raked over the coals by some of the most vile people in the world in the Supreme Court nomination process. And I just, mm. I think maybe there was <laughs> maybe not the, the best time to make fun of a black woman's physical appearance uh, right now. <laughs> so Yeah, he did. A, but, he did a kind of dumb thing. Yeah. But as far as like Will Smith goes, I mean, like it just was not, you know, he had it, some issues to work through. Yeah. That this wasn't like it was just wasn't good. He certainly didn't help himself. He certainly didn't help. Uh, you know, the only thing that the comedians around the world did is all start working on their Will Smith, Jada Pink and Smith material. You know, it's not, he didn't help the situation um, at all. And, you know, you just can't walk around slapping people i I think the chris rock line of that was the greatest moment in television history or whatever he said like yeah yeah i i was so that's the thing that stuck with me is that that all happened which is kind of the weirdest thing that i think a lot of us have really seen in a long time it's just straight up weird right yeah it was weird and then to have the presence of mind to like to take it to that wow that was the the greatest moment in television history i thought that was phenomenal um, i guess i think he was processing that he's like he's like that was that real <laughs> his next thought was man that's easily the the greatest moment in television history like his, his brain went there that's why I, that's why i love chris rock okay let's get off that and let's go all right so we had some play in action I haven't prognosticated any of it correctly, so I feel just completely lost. Um, but the uh, the the games that we have left, Atlanta, Cleveland, and New Orleans Clippers, after the Clippers lost to Minnesota in really, truly riveting fashion, like <laughs> the Pat Beverly stuff, and people complained, and I don't even, I mean, that, I guess we spent three minutes talking about the slap. I mean, uh, to me, it was equally as inane, the talk after... Um, that game of should he have been celebrating and you know I, I it was an easy yeah you can laugh at him for doing that and it's also fun and good um oh i thought it was hilarious and i and i was like and I, as i was watching it i was like wow i mean i i was i was thinking man this is a lot they're really getting after it you know and then like coming back when the when the tnt guys they, they, that i was except first but then i thought like well i mean they did they did get in and they haven't been there for a while so you know maybe this is okay but then like then like as the tnt guys came back i'm like yeah no this is a little bit the internet can't handle two things can be true like it's like the the, the hardest concept for the internet in the world like maybe that's why the slap stuff was so like it took so long for everybody to process they were like two things can be true no <laughs> <laughs> Only one thing can be true, and so on. Um, but the, the, the I thought that first I thought the game was just so fun to watch. Like Anthony Edwards, to yeah. me, like let's just stop any conversation about him not being the number one guy on that team. 
Like, yeah, come on, come like, on. I just and and then nobody really seems to grasp that. Yeah, it's I don't so see weird. anybody talking about that. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns was the guy. Like, you know, yeah, start your on. franchise with this guy, and and all of us at the time that were in the basketball and analysis community were like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. like the defense isn't there, the mentality's not there, and. Now it's like right in your face when they needed a tough bucket. Anthony Edwards, my yeah. God, um, yeah, he, and, he was unbelievable. And and then the Clippers, I thought they really just blew it so many different times. Um, um, I, I was really disappointed. I, I I had picked them to win the game just because of their experience in the in the tight possessions, and they really just folded and were really dumb and really the effort i mean there was one late i think they were down four they get the 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 miss on a three and everyone just stood there and watched the ball bounce that was paul george paul george quit on that play and the play before it and i was like okay like did you you've only been back a little bit you know are you are you gassed yeah and then he came back and made some plays yeah he wasn't the only one yeah but it was just yeah it it was but i mean i think things kind of start with him though and you just you gotta you gotta get that ball it was unacceptable the way he like watched the ball bounce at that juncture of the game and rendering all of your previous hard work useless um you know and, and, and he even had one of those games where you're like paul george isn't ranked highly enough among yeah. the elite yes, and then he went and yes. pulled that but but yeah, to me it was yeah. ty Lu like he had Zubach out there for like, I forget what the final minute count was. And I get why you like Zubach. And I'm a huge Isaiah Hartenstein fan. Um, and, and I don't know that this was the difference in the game or anything. But, you know, Zubach is dropping into the paint and giving up wide open threes. And, and it happened on yeah. three different occasions. And then Hartenstein played just seven minutes. And he got touched up on about three jumpers, which, you know, you looked at him and you go, okay, I get it, you know maybe this isn't the greatest situation overall. Um, but in terms of centers that can come up and play at the level and, and slide their feet and not get beat, you know, he's like a top five guy, you know, in, in, in terms of that lateral quickness and strength. And it's like, so if you're going to give up on him, who are you going to actually go to in a situation like that? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought that the substitutions and just the, the lack of, um, really making the the wolves pay for defenders like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Um, they didn't yeah. really just they didn't expose I thought Reggie Jackson was really bad. He was really bad. Like, he was he he almost like didn't know how to play basketball. I mean, he was taking he beat a guy one play and instead of just taking a like a elbow jumper or like he had like right at the free throw line he drove, he took another dribble, but then like he kind of beat the the help kind of made a, a bad decision. So he could have taken one more dribble and made a layup. And instead he threw up this really bizarre floater <laughs> that just had no chance at all. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, like what are either take the jumper or go to the who? He had, cause he had some sort of mid kind of a, a mid juke after he passed on the jumper that the center completely bit. And then he just like, instead of just taking the dribble now, he just threw up this weird thing. And it was like, 
Yeah, it was bizarre. It was just, it was almost like that's the kind of game you look if there was some sort of like a, if there was some sort of like betting scandal with Reggie Jackson, you'd look at that play and be like, what are you doing? Dude? <laughs> like, of course he threw the game. He had a couple of chippies he missed at the end. Um, and then all, all throughout the roster, you had some issues. Uh, the, the way that they approached the game, they had their foot on, on Minnesota's throat with the Carl yeah. Anthony Towns thing. And yeah. And the, he played so bad. I don't even know oh. where to start with him. Oh, yeah, it's not even a, yeah. It, it, it was wild. Yeah. Um, now they <laughs> that's get. One of those, that's like one of those, if they come back and say that Anthony, uh, if Carl has a substance abuse problem, you'd say like, yeah, look at that game. You know, like it, he was terrible. <laughs> he, he was terrible. He had no idea what a foul was. Like it's and and I'm always shocked. Like the, like NBA players who don't know what a foul is. Like, can you just like sit them in a room <sighs> and be like, we're gonna watch your fouls over and over and over again, and you're gonna <laughs> oh, learn what a foul uh-huh. is. Like, but apparently not. And so we get the Clippers um, and New Orleans after New Orleans dispatched San Antonio last night. Another one I got mm-hmm. wrong. I thought this, and it was funny. I, I built, when I lose my bets, at least I build out the case for why I'm going to lose. And then it happens. And I feel like at least some measure of solace yeah. um, <clears throat> was basically DeJounte Murray drew Herb Jones. And my hope was that he would realize this wasn't his game, you know, that he needed to get other players involved and, and kind of play to open up things for other play, uh, players. And, and it kind of, happened that way he he pushed a lot i forget what he finished it was like four for 19 or something uh shooting wise but elsewhere throughout the rotation they just did not play smart in san antonio and uh pop referred to that a number of times during the game and after the game just taking bad shots trying to win it all back in one possession all the classic young team stuff and um cj mccollum he looks really, really good offensively. Like he's been cut loose. Like we're seeing his his highest level of play in right. his career. Um, no, they didn't, and then other thing San Antonio did, a la the the uh, Clippers and um, Wolves, was they didn't make New Orleans pay at all for their defenders, Dejounte or pardon me, um, Devonte Graham, who doesn't play that much. They they turned to Jose Alvarado more. Yeah, and, yeah. and he had a game. Um, he's a funny little guy. I like watching him play. <laughs> I love watching. I, my 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 prediction for him is that he's going to lay down on the basketball floor like he's like dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop up and then go get a steal. It's going to be great when it happens because you heard it here first. Um. So, uh, but Herb Jones is 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 a superstar in the making. Like I, 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 I won't say like I'm being a little facetious there, but like. If you can nail threes and you can put the ball on the ground a couple times and get to the hoop and defend like that, man, that's going to be good. Uh, Valanchunas, I always appreciate his game uh, just for what it is. Uh, I think he's like a hilarious basketball player. You know, how many players are like that guy? I don't know. Um, Brandon Ingram's a beast. So they are just an interesting team. The, yeah. the Spurs and and they will get a shot at knocking off the team that was ever, the one everybody was afraid of and and Kawhi may or may not come back so that's the eighth seed Kawhi yeah. may or may not coming back I'm not holding my breath there by the way I don't think he's coming back I I, I don't think that 
It makes no sense I at don't this think point. That, I mean, if you look at the way Kawhi's managed his body the last three years, I don't think that Kawhi Leonard is going to come back for the chance to play the Suns. <laughs> it doesn't seem to fall in line with what he's done over the last few years. You know, I, I don't think he's going to set him. I don't think he's going to come back at the end of another season, <laughs> risk the whole, another whole season, you know, for the chance to play the Suns. It doesn't seem like a wise, doesn't seem like a Kawhi thing to do. So what do you think about this eight seed then? Like one game, I love this format, by the way, one game to decide between the Clippers and New Orleans, who gets it? I think from what I saw, I got I got no choice but to go with New Orleans. I mean, this is like Willie Green is a hell of a coach. Yeah, I agreed. mean, to, to start the way they no, started, I thought that about Ty Lue heading into last game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody gets a blip. I mean, I'm not right, I'm not right, going right, to say right. that he's you know, but they they are hungrier. They these are dudes. They're they're athletic. They're long. If they can get up now, with CJ McCollum, you could say all you want to about his defense and this and that. But if he's he's as good as anybody, if you've got that four or five point lead with three minutes left, and you got to stop CJ McCollum ten times, good luck to you. You know, like he, he's he's that guy. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I don't know that with what I saw from the Clippers with their energy and, you know, I thought there was a lot of standing around to watching Paul George and Reggie. I don't know. I think the, the, and Reggie, I just, I, I don't think, and they're, they're too good. They're too long. Uh, New Orleans, they're, they're too engaged on the defensive end for that to happen to them, you know, like, like Minnesota, they suck at defense, right? So it's okay that that you know they them whether they're watching or engaged, they're bad when they're engaged. So it's not a big deal. Uh, but New Orleans is is too long and they're too engaged to for for the Clippers to play that way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with New Orleans. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I can't believe I'm I'm saying this, but. It, it makes perfect sense. The only way I would go against it is if you told me that Hartenstein gets 20 minutes and, and it's only because it's like the only thing that could sh- scramble up the, you know, the analysis here in, in a way that would kind of, um, you know, make things different for, for LA in the sense that like he can do things defensively that might have an overall effect on new Orleans, just their, their, their efficiency, Right, but, but uh, minus something to scramble it all up. You're right; they're too long. Like Herb Jones can cover Paul George on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No help needed. You no help needed. Paul George will have to have to make very difficult shots to to have himself a game against Herb Jones. And you if know? he and if Herb Jones had foul trouble or got, you could throw Brandon Ingram on him. Absolutely. And, and again, and, uh, yeah. The length, Absolutely. it's it's yeah. and and you're not beating them on the back line with Zubach, nor right. you're gonna you're not beating them with with Hartenstein. And in fact, it's gonna take both those guys to keep Valanciunas out of the paint as well. But yeah. you throw in Jackson yeah. Hayes, he's uh, yeah. he's yeah. been able to play without penalty. You know, just now you've got that. Big, I mean, those four guys and their arms, yeah, 
are are crazy. And that's why you can play CJ McCollum without penalty. Yeah. Right. You right. gotta make the the you gotta make McCollum pay. And yeah. that's that's that didn't happen in the last series. And I and watching the Clippers not know where to go with the basketball last game yeah. makes it really like, okay, you're gonna isolate you know, CJ McCollum, I, I, will you guys remember to do that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So we're both on new Orleans. Now the other series is uh, Cleveland and Atlanta. So, and this is where I'm like, my, my analysis has been so bad this year. Um, so they were, that was as bad as I've seen a team play the Charlotte team. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. I, I'm not kidding. I've watched the Kings a lot. Like, I, I, yeah. I couldn't even like my jaw dropped. I stopped kind of watching the game because yeah. it was like, I don't think these guys are going to get like any better. Um, my opinion of LaMelo ball dropped so much after this game. Yeah. I mean, like everybody gets I, a bad game, but yeah, but I, I, the thing is like, it's kind of a symptom of the way everybody plays basketball right he's way too big and crafty to shoot that many threes when he's struggling from three like he 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 has to recognize i'm like one for six now i gotta get in the paint because i can get in the paint and i can find people and i can make life easy for everyone else and myself but there's not a lot of thought process in so many guys' games, it's just like, let me just keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully things work out. And um, yeah, I think a lot of his bad habits, you know, defensively and stuff show up when he's not when he's not playing well offensively. Um, so that that I mean, I'm not gonna say he's he's a he's bad or anything. I, I just think that he he's the 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 a lot of the the fight. Uh, that was what my one question about him coming out of the draft was like is does he have enough personal fight to grind out bad games and this was an example of like no i don't i'm just gonna do what i did it was a very hardened-esque type of performance to me and so, and across is trey young who's like kind of got yeah. the killer instinct you know yeah. so yeah and, and then the battle tested and this is why my analysis was so bad i really thought that you know charlotte had the personnel to make life hard on a, a Hawks team without John Collins. Yeah. Like you got these guys that are kind of like premier athletes, you know, yeah. all, yeah, over, all, the over, the all you, over the place. You should yeah. be able to cover the vertical game and you should yeah. be able to cover the pick and roll as well as anybody. But it just, they had zero fight. They had zero energy. Like um, Borrego, I don't know what, what his story was. He was just like, I'm going to let you guys keep doing this for 48 minutes. Yeah. Um, I would have lost my, you know, you know what? Um, but yeah, he looked a little bit. I saw he did look a little, you know, like I mean, afraid. Yeah, playoffs affect the coaches too. I mean, like that, you know, like first time get doing stuff and pressure affects coaches too. Um, and oh, I think oh. Kenny Smith has a funny one. Like he has a funny story where he said, like one coach he had, I called a timeout. His mouth was all dry, and he just kind of looked at him. and He couldn't talk and stuff. And the whole timeout, the guy never said anything. I'm like, you know, it happens. It happens. But yeah, he didn't make any adjustments. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I would like to know who that was. I guess I don't care. No, I don't care who that was. But yeah, no, it happens. And it, it probably did happen to some degree there. 
Um, so I wish they had gotten tested a little bit more in Atlanta so I would have a little bit better feeling, you know, going into this game. Atlanta is, uh, I believe, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. they're getting a Cleveland team that probably gets Jared Allen back. What that means and how that – and luckily he's not – a skill-based shooter that needs some rhythm and timing. He can just go in and yeah. just bang around. Um, that does, I mean, the the Evan Mobley piece allows them to play the three bigs and yeah. be switchable enough and, and athletic enough to recover for all these things. And um, then, of course, Darius Garland. I mean, they were reverting to Rondo ball in the last game out of necessity. Um and that's just you know that's that's a loaded question right there. So th- they're gonna. I mean, it's so to me. It feels like I think I learned enough about Atlanta that they're gonna play solid ball. Um, can Cleveland do anything to scramble that up? Am I am I looking at two and a half point favorites in Atlanta on the road as a bad bet? Is or or, or is that one just sitting there teed up for us? Uh think i don't know i I, to me this is a game where i'm just gonna take the best player in the in the mix i'm just gonna go with trey young i i know he's gonna bring me and i i just don't see a way i just don't think you between rondo and um I just don't see a. I just don't see a, a way a path to this game. I, Garland's really good, um, but I just don't. I, I just don't know where they're gonna go on time. Like Atlanta without John Collins, I think they. I mean, I, we'll talk about it later. I think they're dead in the water once the first round starts. But I think that. <sighs> I just think that he's he's just gonna do whatever it takes, to, whatever he needs to do to get this done. I, 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 you know, maybe if you get a big game out of Karis Levert, which doesn't seem likely to relieve a little bit of uh, Garland, because I think he'll show up too. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going with, I'm just going to take They're going to have the home close. crowd on their side. Like, I mean. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But I don't think like. How are they going to react to the first wave of Trey? Like the game's going to start. There might be some tightness on both sides. There might be, you know, uh, a little, you know, but there's going to be a, a, a there's going to be an opportunity end of the first, second quarter, where Trey is going to go big Trey, and like quiet the crowd, and <laughs> then they're going to see. Gonna shush him. He's going to shush him and then we'll, then we'll see what happens. And I don't know. And that could be just enough. That can be, that might be the 13 two run where they already had a five point lead. That might just be enough to keep him at bay for the rest. They could play even the rest of the way. You know what I mean? And I, I just, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going with Atlanta. I'd take, I'd take that. Yeah, that's what I, and, and it sucks because like you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of the zigzag where teams go up and down and then you're on the wrong side and you're constantly overreacting to the last result. But it definitely like, I mean, Cleveland at home with all of the things that you said could go well for them, it seems much more likely that they do not. Um, so that brings us to the to the beginning of the playoff analysis here. So, um, you know, we'll find out tomorrow after this is published um here today 
what that actually looks like, but let's just assume in the East, we got Miami and Atlanta. And I, I, we both said that this wasn't going to affect our one seeds advancing before the show. So right. let's just get that out of the way. But it is a little interesting that Bam Adebayo hasn't been able to be with the team due to health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like he's going to miss any action. Um, yeah. You know, Miami had the weird thing with Spo and, and, and Jimmy Butler. I have faded Miami mm-hmm. in my my playoff betting journal, so I don't have yeah. them winning at all. No, um, I don't. I- no. Yeah, it's it's but it's a really I mean, God, when when they came together as a team, I just thought to myself, well, this is a team that nobody's going to score more than 80 on. You know, yeah. this is a really good team. Now, Bam, the reason why I went against them is that you put Bam and Jimmy and Kyle on the floor at the same time. This is like the all deferring team, like in terms of deferring <laughs> shots. Kyle's gotten better through yeah. the years, but I mean, that's what he used to be known for in the playoffs yeah, yeah, was yeah, the deferring. Yeah. And now you got three of these guys that are constantly passing up open shots and <laughs> you're going to run offense through Bam, who's not going to rise and fire at any point in yeah. time. I mean, it feels like this is just going to be, um, you know, really easy to defend for guys that are really good. Yeah. Know, offensively yeah. and in a, in, yeah. in, a, in a vacuum and, and they've got the, 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 the um, Tyler Heroes and the Duncan Robinsons to open and, and loosen things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like their complimentary players. I like Gabe Vincent. I like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the twin, um, Caleb Martin. The Martin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love what he brings to the table. And even, um, what's his name? As I, as I forget names now, Max Struess. You know, we yep. had him as a top free agent pickup and then he got signed for the minimum more or less. Mm-hmm. So they got these pieces, but they get theoretically an Atlanta team that's made it to the conference finals. They don't have, and I don't think they will have John Collins right. for those games, or at least the first half of them. I mean, is there any universe where they, they, they do the one eight, the upset? No, 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 no. I, I, they, they're dead in the water. I, I have it four one Miami. I think some of those games will be closer than um, Miami would like them to be. I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I get every opportunity I get to um, to follow my sword on my tray analysis, pre-draft, and even into the season, even into his rookie season analysis, I will. I'm, I'm not one of these I'm guys. That acts I'm, like, I'm there too. They, they, they acts like, I'm not one of these guys that acts like I, I, I knew the whole time. I didn't. I thought it was just going to be a, a non-effective high score this dude could play in his mentality he is as tough and fearless as he survived the foul thing like yeah 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 he adjusted yeah he whatever yeah he looked like he was gonna go the same way as of harden and just not really just you know now that he couldn't rely on the fouls but he's the real deal and i just think that he's gonna keep pressure on them i think he's he's gonna keep them in games and um, as good as they can be defensively, I think that he's going to, you know, just make some tough shots and get guys to, you know, lose confidence a little bit. And I, I could see them. It, I, it wouldn't shock me if they win two. Uh, wouldn't shock me at all. But I think it's going to be four one without John Collins. I just don't uh, don't see a path. Yeah, it's it's the bogeys. It's the Kevin Herders. Like, how do you shake? like a PJ Tucker, even like Tucker could pretty much, I don't think he can stay with bogey, but he can stay with herder. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler can shut down either of those guys. Kyle Lowry can yeah. shut down either of those guys. So they got their they got they got options to to really yeah. shut down that offense. And um, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll for the sake of keeping this speeding along, I mean, we could play the what if game. I just at least it's interesting enough that we could play what if. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If it was Cleveland, there would be no chance. No. Um, but Atlanta brings that that chance. So we're going to advance Miami. We'll go over the other 1-8 with uh, Phoenix. Even if it was the Clippers at yeah, some a, apex of, yeah, it's a wrap. Phoenix I, is I got, is too good. Yeah, I got 4-0. I, I, I'm going to go 4-0 no matter who it is. I, I don't see uh No. Yeah, for simplicity's uh, sake. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have to, I have to take too long to come up with the reasons why the Clippers are going to win a game. I'm not, I, I don't have time for that. No, this is a four <laughs> zero. Sorry. Yeah, and, and the pod has no time for that, so let's keep that moving. So we're going to advance Phoenix there. Now this is where it gets very interesting. Um, let's shift over back to the East. Let's look at Boston, Brooklyn. Oh yeah, oh, I'm shocked go. by the way at the line. Um, let me get that line one more time as I need to get in there and bet this thing, giving you guys some, yeah. some free angles here. Um, so it's the Celtics minus four. Uh, so I was shocked when I saw this. There's no Robert Williams. What is yeah. going on with the odds makers thinking or, or the public thinking it's, it is, are we that concerned about the Nets? Maybe you can help me. Am I missing an angle here that we're so concerned about the Nets that we're going to make the Celtics without their most important defensive piece at least on the back line, I shouldn't say their most important defensive piece, but like, I love I, their defense. I love it. Well, but four when, and a half seems steep, but um, I just really don't think that this Brooklyn team is capable of much. So, I mean, so you're they, you're more in line with okay, all right. So that's going to help me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> might pull I, me back I, into reality because I'm looking at this and I'm going. I don't understand like where the backline defense is going to be for Boston. You're playing right. Daniel Tice. You're you're playing Grant Williams. I think what I, I think for me, for me, this Brooklyn team is like they're overwhelmingly bad at defense. Right? They don't do anything well. They they literally don't do anything on defense well at all. They they're one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen in my life. And I they they don't stay in front of people. Then when they don't stay in front of people, they reach. They don't really have a shot. I mean, Kevin Durant's their best shot blocker. Who, who you want Kevin Durant trying to challenge, you know, 15 <laughs> shots at the rim, 20 shots at the rim a game. I just, you know, Drummond is doing a yeoman's job. But I think that the people are, they get, you can get by their front line so clean that it's like, they just, they just don't do anything out there. Like they don't do anything. And so it's really, I understand that, you know, you got Kyrie and Durant and you're going to get that full experience. But I, I think that, they're so bad. I mean, you have, I mean, just Marcus Smart alone is going to at least make Kyrie have to have one of those crazy games where not only is he scoring, 
He has to like really make difficult shots and he might be the best difficult shot maker in the league. That's fine. But I just think it's a lot for a series um, to, and this, so this game might be the game like for that, as far as that line goes, I think it's steep for, but I think as we progress, I would think that that's going to be kind of a perfect, perfect um, line. Like I would probably have it. I probably have a smaller line. Well, and then a home court is generally worth three points. So, like, if it was minus three, we'd be saying that these are equal teams. And and so right. this is coming out and saying that they think that's the, the, the public thinks that the Celtics is better. Yeah. Than the Nets, which in of itself is, is just such an interesting statement. It's like you've got a team without, I mean, yes, Al Horford is really good. You know, especially in a playoff scenario, right? Like you, you want that on the floor, but taking out Rob Williams, he has no, been huge. He's he's it's been huge. everything for them. No, I, I I I get that. I like I don't think that you know we'll talk about you know down the road because I don't know when they suspect if he can come back, but huge. Don't get me wrong, it's huge. But I I think that between the perimeter defenders. Like it's not when when Kevin Durant and Kyrie make moves to the paint, it's not going to be as clean because of you know their defensive guys. But when you're talking about when Boston, when when Tatum and, and Brown are going, they're going to be olayed to the rim. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like they they're going they are going to be they are getting a first class relaxation. <laughs> no obstacles trip <laughs> to the rim. My question is, are, these gonna, are they going to use screens or are they going to go like, I'm just kind of playing this out in my, my head. Like KD, I, I don't think KD do is going to, and where, who do you put KD on? Like I'm kind of thinking Tatum would be a great place to start just because I don't think Tatum can score on KD. Well, I think they'll give, and I think that they will give KD a lot of leeway for physicality also. But I think he gets, I think if that's the matchup, I think you go to to some a lot of screens with, with KD to maybe get him off him. But as far as like, you know, if they when you don't have KD, if you if you're Brown or Tatum, I mean, I'm not I'm not bothering with screens. Just clear that thing out. Clear and that I thing also out, wonder give me, about give me, give me Seth Curry and Kyrie one on one. I'll take that every day. <laughs> I, I wonder if Kyrie will bring another gear to his defensive game. That's the other question. Like if it's Seth Curry, I'm I, I'm you know that's barbecue chicken. Like not only is he hurt, but I, I also question his commitment to defense at times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And then the back line of Brooklyn is where you really get into them. And, and that's something Oof. that Oof. you didn't see Cleveland even think about doing. Like, you get, I'm sorry, you get Andre Drummond on, on, on the floor. You just clear it out and run pick and roll at him all day long and right. just never stop doing it. That never right. happened. Um, and then when you get to guys like Claxton, you know, does he have the experience and what kind of mistakes is he making? And the Marcus is the same bucket as drumming yeah. so yes marcus. <laughs> and then I mean, I, marcus aldridge looked like he was looked like he had a broken hip like 10 years ago on defense you know like <laughs> he's, 
I think they're going to well. roll with Drummond and Claxton. And, yeah. and then at that point, it's like, what kind of depth are they getting into, you know, with, with their other guys? But I, this is, I, I thought Brooklyn was my biggest risk in my, so I faded Brooklyn, Miami, and Boston. Right. In, in my, my strategy. Yeah. So I thought Brooklyn was the one that, that really gave me the, the most kind of like anxiety that they could punch through, maybe get Ben Simmons back. Maybe he gives them 20 minutes of just not doing crazy stuff. And like, I I don't believe in that at all, by the way, I'm just thinking of like the what ifs that could come in and, and, and create some havoc for me. But like, I guess my, my concern with Boston is that they sometimes toggle between offensive players without much team based reason and yeah. so if you could shut down a Tatum and frustrate him while, say, Jalen Brown takes bad shots. Yes. And, and maybe then Marcus Smart get, joins the party and he takes bad shots and Derek White goes yeah. through a shooting slump, which he kind of yep. does. Yep. You know, yep. is this where we find the outline of, of how things go bad? Um, the, the short answer is yes. Right. The, 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 this, is a, this series to me is all about how dedicated the Boston Celtics are to the paint. If they come out and they put, you know, uh, they put uh, Drummond in those in those screen rolls, and they are turning that corner, and then is and they are thinking rim, rim, rim. That's that's the way that they win the series. That, that that's gonna make it because I think Kyrie and like I have it. I have Boston and uh, I have Boston and six. Mm. I have Boston and six. I have you know I have the bad game that they're gonna play. Right, that's one of their wins. And then I think that um, I think that there's a good chance Durant and Kyrie both have a at the same time a spectacular game that gets them a close one but i think that i think that in it, that the they better hope that that bad game doesn't come in game 1 boston has to play a really good game 1 right as far as getting to the rim but i think once they get that once they get that taste of how easy it is i think they'll just keep i hope that they will just keep rolling i think uh, a doku's been really good you know down the stretch here and i just uh there's just too much. They, 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 the reaching, I think, is where really, really, they're going to be in the penalty like the whole game. <laughs> you know, like they're going to, it's going to be a free throw bonanza for Boston. I mean, they, they reach on stuff that's not even like remotely necessary. Like they've long been beaten, clean as can be. Some dude will come almost falling over to reach in and slap somebody. As they're going on their way to the uh, to the hoop already. I mean, I've just never seen it before. But this, they are so bad at defense. So, but if if they want if they come out in game one and have that bad game you're talking about, then 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 Brooklyn to me has something going. You know, then 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 we're then we're now we're cooking because Kevin Durant's so good. He's just so good. That's that, been my thing know, with this whole. Yeah, like, he, he, it, it feels like we're seeing peak Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, and, it, oh, no, yeah. and people aren't really like. I mean, I think people got so over the moon about Kevin Durant in like the early years when he yeah. wasn't this smart, yeah, basketball player, and and yeah. and now they've sort of like was he he wasn't even really mentioned even in MVP talk, and of course Brooklyn's right. record's not good. 
Right, right. But you would think a player where you're watching and you're going, man, this is like the peak version of a guy that have has been at the top of a like a lot of people's best player in the league list. Right, yeah. And and he's, he doesn't get even a mention. No, no, he's playing like next level basketball. His passing right now, he should probably be averaging like seven assists a game. And you then, know what I mean? He, you he's passing a, the ball out of those double teams like – and He's here's the crazy. other angle on this particular game is Kyrie going back to Boston. I mean, he's got a lot of prove it in him right now. Like yeah. he, he's, he's been, I mean, he's had a, like we've banged on him and everybody knows where we stand with all his stuff, but like he's been banged on all year and yeah, he's going to go back to a place that he doesn't have any love for and they don't yeah. have any love for him. And, and that's a bad combo because the crowd's going to get on him. And the yeah. great players, they channel that, and he yeah. is a great player. Um, so I could see him getting into the paint. And if you start yeah. getting into the paint on, on Boston, you start getting all of that finger pointing, and then you know things tighten up. Yeah. And if you, if you shut down one of those key wings and yeah. they start kind of working against each other, that's what I'm wondering about. And yeah. so I'm going to soften my play there, I think. Um, and who knows? I might know bet it. Um, yeah, I was just a little surprised. I thought that the public is higher on Brooklyn plus a key injury to Boston, but no, it's the other way around. They're higher on Brooklyn or probably higher on Boston than Brooklyn. So you said that you got Boston advancing. I do. I do. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, I, I think this is the, I think this is, and especially, I mean, because I was the one not not I didn't believe in breaking them up because I just don't think you get dynamic big wings like that too often. But they were playing so awful, I just thought it was inevitable. And the way they've turned the corner, I think mentally they're in a space where like this is it. Like even if they go on and get like manhandled in a later round by like Milwaukee or something, like this is this is it for them like this is the kind of the last stand if they come out and brooklyn can find a way to get this thing done to me the tatum and and brown thing is over in my opinion it, uh, to me it's over to me that th th that'll be the clear indication that these guys together can't get it done because this this is a historically bad defensive team and I, to, to me if you can't if you are jason tatum and you think you're a top you know, five player or top eight, whatever, and you can't get it done against this team, you you are I'm sorry. I mean this is this is to me this is it for them. So I, I think that the way that the mentality wise, I think that they are together enough that they're gonna push through and find the smart, you know, avenue of play to get this thing a win. This, um, so we, that's my pick. we spent a lot of time on this series, but it is the tasty morsel uh, yes. of, of the first round. Um, and, and I would be, I, I, I have 50, 50, 49, 51. I'm, I'm so close on this one for basic. Yeah. My pick. Ah, I, I gotta go to Brooklyn and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> winning it's I mean, winning you, in I boston i i mean i just think it's that close like yeah no it's it's i mean i i it, it's gonna be, it i think gets, the series is gonna turn like three times as well like in terms yeah. of like something like there's gonna be different storylines and and i think that there's a lot of good stuff going on, on the sidelines for both teams um yeah 
So I think there'll be a little cat and mouse and it's just going to be a really fun series and what they do with Ben Simmons and, and his whole, you know, that story that plays in the background, you know, with him and what they're doing there, all of that is super interesting. Um, and, and, and I think the players, the Goran Drogics, the Patty Mills, the uh, Bruce Browns, it's funny. It might come down to the guy like Kessler Edwards not being playable, you know, and that being an, an extreme hole in their game um, because they don't have any. And, and that's why I wonder if Ben Simmons comes back and plays, if they go, hey, look, we need 15 good minutes out of you. Just don't screw up on offense. Don't ask for the ball. Like, just go out there and play some defense so we can have yeah. a body. I think that that, and I think that's the only reason you would. Here's the problem. And as soon as I heard that, I was immediately like, and immediately like I was watching and Legler immediately said it. If you're like in the last like four minutes of the three minutes of the quarter and you see Ben Simmons on the court and there's four fouls, what are you doing? I'm hacking. I'm, I, I've already got my guys designated, my, my 11th and 12th guys on the bench. The second he's in there, like you guys are in and you're found, but we are, you are, or you're a hack of Simmons. That is a no brainer. He, I'm, I'm, he's going to shoot 20 free throws. If he's in the, if he, if they're in the penalty and he's in the game, he's shooting 20 free throws. There's no, I want this guy who is afraid of making a layup, who's afraid to take a jump shot, and who sucks at free throws. Your only offense will be shooting free throws. So I think I, if I they do that, they I, should let him wear his green outfit to the foul line. How awful was that thing? You know, wow. I, I mean, I get it. You know, he's trying to be stylish, trying to push the, the envelope a little bit. Maybe, yeah, just, maybe just not this year. Yeah, maybe not this year. Maybe maybe come in and prove that you can make a layup before you want to be known for something other than your awful play. Like, <laughs> you know, like... I should me, I should have brought that last stay, point up because we, we just we, we added we added five minutes to the conversation with that, but that's okay. You know, he deserves <laughs> in a weird way. Uh okay. I know a lot of people will think that's mean, but you know, it is right, what right, it is. Yeah, it is what um, it is. Okay, so you've got Boston. I'll take Brooklyn just so you know. Sweet. Because I'm 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 really I just tell you guys I don't have a I have fifty fifty on this thing because I you're right about so much, and I, yeah. Hey, you, you, you're not you turned crazy. me. You turned me. I looked at it initially, <laughs> and I was like, "Why is Brooklyn four and a half underdogs?" I, I really no, did. Like, yeah. If it was, if it was like, if it was Miami or um, even like Toronto going against Boston, or certainly Milwaukee. Without Robert Williams, I'd be like, "Ooh, golly, this is going to be tough sledding." But Brooklyn's defense is just so bad. I mean, but you're not crazy watching Kevin Durant play. Anybody that thinks that like they can't, like you're not crazy to think that he can get it done. He's just well. The market phenomenal. agrees. Like I'm looking at the odds right now to win the NBA championship. It's ranges from like plus six hundred to plus eight hundred for the Nets. And, yeah. and and the Boston's basically at you know nine hundred eight fifty, so a little bit more belief in Brooklyn, and that's I just don't understand. It's like Boston is is at an, a disadvantage now, not later. Yeah. You know, so it's essentially like, does the market think that 
Boston is the favorite here, but then if that somehow fails that they're better off down the road, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a it's, weird little yeah. dynamic there. And that's where the public stuff comes in. But um, okay, so let's move it along and let's play out the next game in that series. Let's go ahead and go out on a limb and just say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you don't have the Bulls beating the Bucks. No, I don't. Believe it or not, I don't. I think that Milwaukee is going to curb stomp them. Mm. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Let's play over ball. under a half game win for Chicago. Do you think that they can win one game? I, I, I thought when I was making these picks, yeah, but no, I don't. I don't. I think that the Lonzo Ball being out is it's brutal. Yeah, I just don't Zach see. I just don't see a way. Dinged up. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan tailed off at the end of the year. Yeah. Caruso's banged up. Then you got... um, I'm a 4-0. Yeah. I think Milwaukee's, like, and I was writing about, like, this in the journal is, like, they've done nothing but improve Mm -hmm. since since last year. Um, Maybe not even in tangible ways, you know, like the, the, the numerically stat mm-hmm. wise um just their the way they approach the game it's, yeah they just got that killer instinct so yeah. we'll, we'll move past that series for the sake of time which brings us into the next and since we spent a lot of time talking about brooklyn and boston like and we both have opposite teams going from that side of the bracket um can can brooklyn or boston beat milwaukee nope no, no, no. Boston in particular, like you don't have Rob Williams. Yeah. Like what are could, we what are we doing yeah, there? That could, get, that could get ugly um without him cuz you yeah. I mean, he's a guy, he's the only person on Boston's roster on the back line. It would be who Boston to wipe the floor with Brooklyn so they didn't have to play him at all. And they got right. like five days off to have practice and and get him, right. get, get him back. Him. Yeah, because he's the only person if, if really on their team that can make Giannis even consider not wrecking shop in the paint. It's like if he's they were the only one. If, if Boston's in a two-two tie and and Rob Williams is like, I can go. And yeah. like everybody's like, and then what they've done with him all year is he's like, I can play big minutes. And it's like, dude, you've handled 15 minutes per game your whole career, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, well, no, go out, play 30. We got this. Right. And then his knee falls apart <laughs> at the end. This is my only knock on Adoka as a coach is like, he's yeah. just so old school like that. And yeah. so like two, two tie. And they're like, all right, we got to, or, you know, whatever scenario, like, they're down three, two, and they're like, okay, I'm going to bring him in. You're going to like really crush his timetable. And now, you know, you, you got to take him into Giannis and, and, and deal with him there. Um, so yeah. that to me feels insurmountable. Yeah. Um, Chris Middleton, at least you have some great covers there on the Brooklyn or on the Boston side to deal with him. Same thing, Drew Holiday. Um, but the more you go and you look, you know, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis yeah. has been a great scorer this year. Um, yeah, it's a Brooke Lopez coming back because his he doesn't need any time. He's nah, just he's he's at already at peak Brooke Lopez with with rest. You know, like he's ready to go. You know, it's and they like, kind of did that all year with this team. You know, just getting yeah. them slowly ready, and they all played Covington. a lot of. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Brooklyn, we I, saw this series already. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it, it, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have the same team. I guess we shouldn't say we have, we've seen this series, but it was basically Kevin Durant, you know. Yeah. Going crazy. Like Drew Holiday cool. can cover Kyrie pretty damn well. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's like one of those things like say so it's it's Brooklyn. Again, it's one of those things where if Kyrie goes crazy, it's really difficult shots and you just have guys standing around. You know, you you're going to have guys cuz you've got to get the ball to Durant, you know, every possession and something. I mean, Seth Curry is okay just standing around. But do I want like Bruce Brown to go possession after possession after possession after possession without really touching the ball? I mean, Goran Dragic, he's he's new to the mix. He's not really going to say, hey, you know, remember what I did in Miami? I'm a really good player. He's deferring um, on everything. He's deferring on everything. So I just think once you get against a Milwaukee team defensively, well, if you're just going to play, you know, turn take turns basketball – it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. So, so, so we're both on Milwaukee. And I, and I felt like since we had just talked about those two teams, it was, it was good to like, we're not going to play out. We're not going to game out that series until no. that series is on the docket. Um, but as we look at the finals and what our predictions would be, I thought that one would, would have a little bit of value. Let's stay in the East and let's quickly talk Toronto and Philly. Yeah. So, um, Toronto's like that proverbial team you don't want to face. They're the, right. the highest odds team that I threw any units on at plus 8,000. So a tidy yeah. sum there, um, yeah. 80 to 1. And at the same time, the, I'm really having a hard time with, with pushing them past Philly. What's the Van Fleet situation? He's been just rehabbing that, or, or he's been load managing that knee. Yeah, and that knee has you know really problematic elements for the rest of his career. Like the, yeah. he had to manage it this much this year was you know a little bit concerning from that standpoint. But I just think roster wise, that the, they would be so scary against so many other teams. Philly was the one that with Joel Embiid, because I mean Kem Birch, you really don't want him on the floor that much, nor can he even handle Joel Embiid. So I don't even know what the calculus would be there. It's like, do we lean into this and say, all right, we want to put our big personnel like Precious Achua, you know, he's he's next up. Um, you know, do you want to max these guys out against Joel Embiid? Or do you want to you know, instead of zigging, do you want to zag? And be like, all right, we're just going to go super small. We're going to just fly around and double everything, you know, double the catch and, and play in rotation all series long. You know, yeah, that's my thought process there. And then if you're going to be doing that, you're like, OK, Chris Boucher, who from a fantasy perspective, we had huge hopes for this season and it didn't work out. But then he ended up turning in a really good kind of like basketball season where he earned his minutes off the bench and became reliable and made a lot of big plays and wasn't as prevalent in the stat sheet, but he's still like, you know, you're now trusting Chris Boucher in a series like that. Um, so their big situation is bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. Now you flip it around and you go, okay, so um, Matisse Tybel can't play in Canada. Yeah. That's a, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. 
Do they have enough in Toronto to overcome the Joel Embiid situation? Uh, you know, it's really going to be Thibault and Harden to me are the issues for Philly. You have now, because I think at some point you're going to have to just fly around and play in rotation. I think that Nurse is good at adjusting in game and he's good at you know having them do weird things on the fly so i think that they'll find that they won't i don't think they'll have much of a choice but to do that with Embiid because he's just gonna kill them right i mean you're not gonna just sit there and let the guy go for you know 35 a game with you know 20 of them in the paint and you know, like you got it, you've got to get it out of his hands. And so the question is like, can James Harden play where, you know, how good can he play off the ball? How good can he play when he's getting the ball passed around to him out of double teams and having to observe what's going on? And like, does it seem like he's dead on arrival? Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's just a piece of shit. I mean, like, he just doesn't care about anything. You know, like, he he just doesn't care. He's like... Uh, You're not talking about him as a person. You're just talking about him as a basketball player, right? Yeah, I mean, like, he just doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about teammates. He doesn't care about anything. So it's like, he he, he He gets to bring the ball up. Yeah, if he doesn't get to bring the ball up, He's just kind of like, whatever, you know, if he doesn't, you know, if he has to throw it in the jaw, if they, they, you know, they're going to call play. He's that teammate like, you never wanted to have. You never want to have that guy. You know, and it was so, I was dying laughing those first two or three games when Joel, I've never been that open in my life. I'm not, yeah. Okay. Give it a minute, buddy. Give it a minute. He, he'll, you'll, you'll, you'll knock that noise off quick. You'll be, you'll be hoping Ben Simmons comes back. Can, can get, we take a get, second get a and just acknowledge how poorly Scott Brooks coached those guys in Oklahoma city and how bad it hurt them for the rest of their careers. I mean, I think he was following the orders of the organization. Right. I think that they, I think they did the same thing as a lot you know, of that. Acquies- yeah, they acquiesced to the, the whole purpose of of the Oklahoma City. Their whole game plan was to make sure that those guys sign resign with them. The, developing and, and coaching was not really wasn't part of the plan. And look at how bad like you got Russell Westbrook does not understand a thing about basketball. <laughs> and people want to put him as like like this like historically good player, you know. <laughs> Doesn't, and James Harden doesn't understand a thing about basketball. <laughs> I got to take, I got to walk that back. I mean, Russ doesn't understand a thing about basketball, but James Harden, <laughs> like at least understands certain like offensive philosophies and how to draw fouls sure. and things like that. Sure, 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 so yeah. he's got that piece going for him. But like, in terms of like, like I forget the quote and that makes it really irresponsible for me to bring it up. But like I, it was asked something the other day and, and his answer was sort of like, Kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do what I've always done. And yeah, 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 yeah. I would ask like, him about how the, he feels the pressure. Yeah, like, how the hell does that work for you, man? Like, like yeah. there's no ownership. You, you, there's just oh, such an yeah. easy, like, with players that are like, hell, like, Miles Bridges, when he threw the damn mouthpiece and it hit the girl in, in, yeah. in this game yesterday, he at the podium was like, that is my fault. I'm right, going right. to do this to resolve it. 
You know, right. I'm going to take full resp- like players do that with basketball all the time. You can tell it's like, I'm going to take, I'm going to get into the lab and I'm going to work this out and blah, blah, blah. And James starts going like, what do you mean? I did something wrong. Those, those, those other guys, they suck. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, do you think that like, I mean, what universe do you see Toronto advancing past Phil? I would love, I've got money on it. I would love for this to happen. I don't have a lot of money on it, but. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I think that, you know, you could expect, they got to get like, they got to get it to that, you know, they got to get into that 2-2 thing. If the, if the, they've got to get to, they got to get to 2-1. You know, they got to split in Philly and then, and get put a little pressure first, on them and make them crack. Get that first game because you because because there's always you can because you if they go two one right now you got game three or you, now you got game four in Toronto no Thibault it's a it's a perfect recipe for a, for a James Harden choke job right so I think you can count on considering like the way he's playing. I think you can count on two awful James Harden games for this series. He's out of shape too. And that was one of the still, things that, that KD reportedly was not happy about. Right. And, it, and that's the, the thing with Harden is like, I kind of, you've seen this happen with a lot of players. I can't remember who, they don't, but where they like, they give up Yeah. At, at a stage of their career. And it's like, if you can't get your game you can't get your body right for first of all, you can't get your body right in general. What does that say about you? Yeah. I'm just in general. Like, like that's just like, I have other priorities and they include drinking and eating. Yeah. That's the (laughs) only way that you can be a NBA basketball player and not be (laughs) freaking slim. (laughs) Like, that's it. You gotta be hard drinking, like (laughs) hard eating. Like you really got to work at that. To be that age and not cause I'm I literally dropped 50 pounds this year just by having a good diet. I didn't do any exercise because I couldn't. So basically like that's his mentality. And yeah, so your point is well taken. And and so it's like putting a ton of pressure on a small sample size of, you know, I got to win one in Philly. Right. Right. Preferably the first one. And then at that point, win that third game in Toronto, but with those fans and they love this team and this team plays for each other and they've got a good mentality. It's, it's really, to me, it's so close. And and just the whole, to me, like, you know, there's certain things like the navigation of the whole Siakam deal Hmm? is the kind of thing where like, this is an organization that, isn't going anywhere. They're, they're gonna, they're, they're like, we're not fucking trading you. We're not firing our coach. And we're, you know what? We're, we're going to get this thing worked out and that's just the way it's going to be. And now they're into a new space where, you know, they're, they're moving forward again. And I just, don't, and it, there's a, there's a culture there. There's a culture of we're going to play hard, we're going to play together, we're going to play for each other, and let the chips fall where they may. And that is anything but what's the, that's like the antithesis of Philly, right? Theirs is we're going to try and tell it and see what happens. You know, they're not dictating anything. They're fortunate they have this beast 
you know, who's just playing out of his mind, who who himself mentally turned the corner. But, you know, as far as, you know, he just looked like a guy that wanted to be on Twitter and like, you know, really not, he didn't care about his condition or anything like that. Is he in a place that he can drag a James Harden with him? I don't know. That's a tough, I don't, I don't, and I don't it, think, I mean, it's hard. That's a, that's a big, that's a big thing to try and drag to it's to putting like, a ton on tyrese maxi too because like when i look at the roster i go <laughs> maxi's gonna have to be really good really? <laughs> and, and i and i and at least what he's got going in his favor is i go maybe he can like he's got that kind of athleticism and that mentality but it's still a ton to ask a young player like that to do and you start looking at the holes in their roster. Danny Green is dead on arrival. Like he can't defend a lick, and you know yeah. it's it's just you know that's not going to work. And the Tybal thing is is huge. Tobias Harris, like anybody can like Syakim can wrap him up. Yeah. Anunoby can wrap him up, and I would think Chris Boucher can actually do a fairly good job, though he would get bully balled. He, he he looks like a guy that's uh, on um, part part of a club. Let's get get me the hell out of Philly. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like a guy that's kind of quit. Also, I don't think he. I, don't, I think that it's too much. Doc, like Doc Rivers, like how much does he want to stick around? You know, maybe yeah. he'll get asked to go coach the Lakers or something. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a lot of potential for this team to fracture. I did end up throwing a couple units on Philly as a part of the strategy because I just you know it's like what about Joel Embiid? He's basically right. You know, that's the one so thing. Good, yeah. He's so good. And then when you looked at it, I was like, man, Toronto, I would have loved to have them against any other team just because I, I, I they don't have that big man solution. And um, right. so Philly gets this path. And, and then against Miami, you know, I, I kind of am concerned. Like, I, I, I do have Miami coming out of there. Um, against Philly? Against Philly. Just tougher you know, Bam Adebayo is as credible Ooh. against Embiid as, as it gets, really. Um, yeah. You know, and, and lots of different ways to outsmart Philly. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, and this is a, this is a <laughs> team that's locked and loaded. not the floor, you know you've outsmarted. But it might be Toronto. <laughs> it might be Toronto that comes out because, like, when you go... I'm going to go. I'm going to roll Toronto, man. I'm going to roll Toronto. I'm I, I am. Gonna, I'm actually going to do it, too. And I'm, 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 I'm again, like, Toronto, I'm, 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 I'm... This is close, it's really yeah. close. Yeah, I'm going to roll Toronto. And I feel like it does rely on some event, like you described, where the pressure starts to crack these guys because they do go down 2-1 or it's just close even. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm, I, I don't feel comfortable with this one. Um, there's a lot of series of this type where I would be like, you know, no discomfort at all. But okay. um, this, this is a tough one, but I'll go Toronto. And and since we're talking Toronto quickly, Toronto and Miami are are, are you like I wouldn't rule I'm, Toronto out of winning yeah, against Miami. Tight. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll go with uh, I'm gonna go Miami in seven. I think this is a this is a tight series. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a tight series. I think that and you got what a subplot I, I, I Kyle versus Miami's his going. old team. Yeah, I have Miami going forward, but I think he might have a lot of pressure. I, th- I think that he might not deal very well in that scenario. Um, going, going, going back to Toronto. To Toronto. And, uh, yeah. I think it, it, the regular season game is one thing, but that's when all the, when everything's up for grabs, I could see him. I think they can overcome it. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, I think this is, I think that's tight. I would take, I would take Miami in seven. Um, 
it, it yeah. comes back to the Bam out of bio. Like, yeah, Toronto has a lot of solutions that could make Miami's offense get bogged down, but then yeah. you, you throw Bam into the mix against those bigs, and I and I it's the same kind of disadvantage not quite as pronounced on the offensive side, but like in terms of controlling the paint and just sort of being the better big man, like I think Bam Adebayo is going to put that pressure on a Toronto. And then even like where you think about Toronto's weaknesses is like, what if Pascal Siakam gets inefficient? You know, what if the old stuff comes back? Um, what mm-hmm. if OG Anunoby is not quite there? Gary Trent's been mm-hmm. banged up. Fred Van yeah. Vliet's been banged up. Yeah. Gary Trent's gotten away with a lot of very aggressive offensive play that I don't know will work yeah. in the playoffs. Like he just puts yes. his head down and goes and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, bro, but you, yes. you just made the bucket. So I kind of got to tip my hat to you. And yeah, he feels himself a little bit too much at times. Um, had success both, in the past in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. But in both his penetration and sometimes his shot, I think they're pretty ill-advised sometimes. And, you know, if it's game 45 and, you know. And against the, the defensive road, squad like that, like old yeah. Toronto problems that we've seen in the past where they just like don't know where to go with the ball and they can't get into the paint, you know, that stuff like that yeah. can pop up against Miami real quick. So I'll advance Miami. Yeah. Okay, let's spend a quick amount of time on the West because there's some of this stuff like Utah-Dallas. I don't even care about that series. I don't care. I'm going to have Utah going forward because there's no Luka. And and when will Luka come back, if at all? I don't don't think that he's coming back. I think that... That looked bad. I think that Kevin Durant, Achilles, I think any... You'll never see a team let a star come back with a bad calf ever again. Yeah, that was bad, and you know, I, I just think that that's that's the new that's the new like it's just like when Leitner made that shot against Duke in Kentucky, he didn't put somebody on the ball of, on the passer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it's that level. Never, it's never happened again. You will never see a star come back when they have a bad calf ever again. So and, I, 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 he's so it's to me it's it's Utah in five. Well, what's you know, crazy is like I kind of like I'm like well can Dallas beat Utah anyway? Because like Utah they look like they don't like each other. They do. They're bad. They're bad. I mean, I, I just and 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 they're gonna bring kind of like everybody back minus Ingles. You know, bring the band back together. Yeah. And like, man, it just there was a couple reporters that are the kind that like get intel, but like nobody really listens to them for whatever reason. Yeah. Are like, yeah, they don't like each other. And I'm like, okay, yeah. these guys aren't usually wrong. And yeah, so that's a big piece. And then. Gobert in the playoffs, that's its own thing. Dallas playing with house money, you know, right. and guys like Spencer Dinwiddie getting loose. And, you know, I could just yeah. see a Dallas upset. If they if they played more, if, if, if they played more throughout the year, less Luka usage, I'd feel better, right? I just don't like know that going through an entire game after game after game. What if this beating Dallas makes them like each other again? Utah. Strike that from the record. They'll, they'll, they'll lose a little bit. Uh, a little bit less to Phoenix. Less to Phoenix, yeah. That's why it's it's a little bit. I, I, went, I was kind of hoping for some maybe different matchups, but at least 
Denver, yeah. Golden State. Let's get to that one. Well, and uh, the yeah. clip, and then and then the Memphis stuff is really exciting and interesting. So we'll yeah. try to speed through this stuff. So let's get off Dallas. They're going to be, be whoever wins. You got Utah. I'll take Utah too. Yeah. Um, Phoenix and and Utah. We're going to advance Phoenix, right? So Phoenix is <laughs> yes. is, is well beyond those teams. Now it's Denver and Golden State. Are you yeah. at all concerned that Golden State? It looks like they'll have Steph back for Game One. Are you at all concerned that Denver could pull off the upset here? Um, no. But again, I think it's one of those things that it's not going to be easy. I mean, I think I, I worry about Denver defensively a little bit. Um, I just think they must not be listening to Malone because some of their stuff I don't think he has anything to do with. Um, but I, I think that there's just a little too much golden stateness there. I just think, you know, between just Draymond and Clay, if Steph comes back and it's Steph really focuses on, you know, getting in the paint and not expecting to do big things. I think, you know, pools just kind of, you know, playing out of his mind and, um, and, I, and it's been able to hold it throughout the year. I mean, he had a little bit of a uh, hiccup when he was, you know, a little bit upset about, um, you know, losing his starting job when, you know, that, you know, average guy, Clay Thompson came back. So of course, you know, pool should be upset about that because, you know, Poole and Clay Thompson's resume are pretty much the same. So, um, but then, you know, I look at their, a lot of their, I mean, you look at, you know, to me, that Kaminga kid Ooh, is just, man. just out of this world. And, you know, and it's Gary he, Payton. And Payton, yeah, he, he provides a whole nother, I mean, he, that dude's He's a deep. top five defender in the league. Easy. Oh my God. He, he might be crazy. the best defender in the league. He might be the best small defender in the league. He, that dude can freaking get in your shorts. I think he's better than McHale. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's he's phenomenal. I would, t- yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he, he's phenomenal. So I just think there's a little too much in the chamber. Their experience, um, you know, I, yeah, I just don't see it. They're they gonna be some good games, though. Yeah, it, it, it's the uh, be some Jokic good games. could carry them on his own. Yeah, to I, two I wins and some close and some close games outside of the in the Warrior. Wins, and I think so. you're gonna see Clay struggle, and I think you're gonna see sure. Dre struggle. Yep. They're going to be rusty and they're just not going to be quite as effective as they're accustomed to being. Yeah. I, I think you'll see those Denver Nuggets play really hard. Yeah. I, I think you're going to have the, the think the issues are in those like, you know, end of the game, three and a half minutes where the Warriors just know where they want to go and they just know what they want to do and they're going to execute it. They'll be able to get back to just running their sets having pool as a as a weapon it, it, i guess if pool's bad that's one thing that would concern me right because because they're going to be a ton of attention on steph they're going to get the ball out of his hands you know right. it'll be four on three you know after that yeah and then you'll need somebody to be good and it can't really be clay off the right. bounce like it can be he's got to catch the it ball not be. not deliver it right dre plays a weird offense now i mean he's just not even trying to score in the slightest <laughs> Although he's been driving to the bucket, I don't know. I think that I think he, I think he will though. I think the, the but those are the thing in those moments, he knows when. You know what? I just need to get to the rim. I need to just get to the rim and and see what happens. So I, I think to me, I, I can't, I can't envision Denver winning the series. So, 
Well, let's move it along because I'm right there with you. As fun as that series is going to be, I'd love to just talk about the intricacies, but we're a little bit up against it. Now we move to Minnesota and Memphis. Yes. Oh, what a tasty meatball this one is. I mean, I just love, I kind of want to move to Memphis and just like become a Memphis Grizzlies (laughs) fan and enjoy in the fun. They got a lot going on there. Um, I like that this became the matchup. Uh, I didn't predict it, but I just I like the idea that Anthony Edwards is going to go into a place like that and and get a crack at that Memphis crowd. Yeah, yeah. I think they got a lot of bodies that they can throw at him, though. So yeah. that's, uh, that's that's where I think this maybe not be may not be the series that people want it to be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'm looking. You look at their roster. There's a lot of dudes that can make Anthony Edwards work. And then what are you going to do? You want to run your offense through D'Angelo Russell? Because you know Cat has will have well, really nothing to do with anything. So, Rus- I mean, Russell's going to have to shoot over the top because he's not going to get an edge on right. too many guys. Like, you can you know, get an edge on Steven Adams, but they could just pull Steven Adams and throw Jaron Jackson at center and exactly and end <laughs> and that discussion. So you can't get an edge there. Cat um, can't score on Jaron Jackson very well. I mean, there might yeah. be some foul trouble issues there. Jaron um, Jackson, I mean, I, every time I see him, he he has, I feel like he has two amazing, amazing fouls where you're like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what? what oh, I, not, I've seen a couple just, plays where he's contorted out of fouls, though. So it's like sometimes he has it, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, but there's, I mean, but if the thing is, like, I don't think that, like, Cat's going to bother to try and put that pressure on him. Like, I think Cat's just going to be outside, you know, shooting threes and, like, you know. Well, just... he's, he likes that dribble drive, but I don't think he likes it against good defenders. No, exactly. He like, wants the big slow guy. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm cool with that then. And he, he absolutely should put the ball on the ground and go to the hoop and try to get Jaron Jackson out of the game because – that would then open things up for if you're going to go with Steven Adams or try to get into the depth of the, the Grizzlies, which isn't that bad, you yeah, know, behind them yeah, at the big man slots. Hard. Yeah. 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 There's a lot know. of, a lot of asks there for a team that's not known for their smarts to, um, <laughs> to pull off. And I, I mean, I, I love that they, you know, and then you throw in the Pat Beverly stuff, which actually has helped that team. Some of that narrative stuff doesn't really work. But yeah, it, yeah, I'm kind of it's kind of a toss up on that in some ways it's helped, but it, in, in other ways, like it does kind of cater to the worst part of some of those guys' personality, right? So, the the, the fearless, like be a dog type of stuff, the, I think Anthony Edwards definitely needed another guy to help to help him get these older guys to understand that but the like over the top bravado really like appeals to that part of d'angelo russell and 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 cat but they don't take it as like let's work really hard so we can have bravado they go let's have bravado and everyone will just kind of those fouls by cat are probably exactly what you're talking about because there was no universe where those were good ideas, but in his mind, he's like, I got to go get the ball, you know? And the only way you get to that, if you've played hoop is like, you just turn your brain off and you become a maniac. Right. You're like, I don't care. I'm just going to go crush you and go get the ball. Um, and that's the bravado piece, probably overriding the brain piece, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, 
I'm glad because I do think that Memphis has got a lot to prove in terms of a team that won, had the, the second best record of the league locked up weeks into the season or weeks, yeah. weeks remaining in the season. They are usually teams like that might be like, okay, we're going to just cruise through the first round and, and try to keep everybody healthy. And you got jaw coming back from injury and, you know, let's just be careful. I think they're going to just, they, I think they want to party. I think they want to celebrate in 20 point victories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're going to just roll. Um, so I got them advancing. Let's get to the spicy meatball, which would be them versus golden state. Yeah. And we're not going to go as deep here, um, with the remaining, cause we got to get out of here, but like golden state Memphis, I, I've flopped on this series flip flopped three or four times. I'm currently on Memphis. Yeah. I have golden state, but that's just for the sake of, Steph will have worked through more stuff, and I just think, you know, I think Kaminga could could be more effective even in this series because he's the freak athlete that can match some of their freaky guys. Um, this is going to be maybe the best series, one of the better series we've seen in a long time. It's it's, it's it, this is going to be really really good <laughs> you, you've heard me shout it out i don't want to let a minute go by but the, the d'anthony melton coming out party it's here yeah it's gonna yeah. be so great to watch like and especially in a series like that where you got steph you know you gotta get guys on the floor that can get around screens and right. chase players around and that's gonna happen oh yeah i mean like every time i you know when you got you know like a when you got to have like Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark out there and when those dudes switch out on you for, for small, for guards that can do it all, you, you're not, you better, you better have some stuff in the bag. You, you are not necessarily gaining an advantage when you, when you, when Brandon Clark comes to cover you, you know, like I, I, he, there are those two dudes can like, they know how to use their length. they, they they attack they they think about defense too. They're not like especially Clark, like he's not like he doesn't go like like from possession to possession, he changes things up to make you do stuff. Like so it's gonna be a really, really good series. I you're not crazy if you think Memphis is gonna win this series at all. Like I said, I flip flopped four times already. Yeah. And it's it's gonna I mean it's just so tough, so tough. But like, and I really like, if you told me that Melton was going to get 25 plus minutes, I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to lock in and say that, that, that Memphis is like, I would be more, 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 more confident in it. And it's yeah. funny to say that about a, a guy that a lot of people don't know about, but if you look at whether it's his advanced numbers or just your eyeballs watching him play, he yeah. turns away so many possessions just by being in the right spot. And the offense is like, not going to go there. I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah. And that is where all the value is. And yeah. So, um, and then they've just got Dylan, so many players. Dylan Brooks scares me in a series like this in like, like both at golden state and the Grizzlies. I think he's so susceptible to like heat checks <laughs> at, bad, at bad times. So that he's the guy that's got to stay in his lane and just do what you do. Be aggressive and stuff, but he, he's he's susceptible to just really Ooh, bad and, decisions. And you know what? If if you told me also, kind of not to, well, that point is kind of stands on its own. 
um, you know, and I'm just my my brain went, okay, well, what about Jaw? You know, like what's what's Golden State going to do with Jaw? If you told me Gary Gary Payton was going to play 25 plus minutes, and I don't know if his Oops. knee can handle it, I but don't think so. If you told me that, I would be like, oh, maybe I'm going to go with Golden State here because he could. I, I almost think he could cover Jaw a little bit straight up. Now Jaw's got so many tools in the bag that he would score, and it would be. I would, yeah, I would. With I almost don't think there's a reason for him to be in there if you're not going to do that, right? I mean, like, because one thing that Peyton has is his ability. Not only when he when you do very rarely get the edge and get him on your shoulder, like I've not seen a guy be able to elevate out of a, a real. Pickle. low deep defensive stance and still really get up and really affect shots like him. I, I mean, his, he, he really, I didn't see defense like that. <laughs> he makes he's a better defender than his dad. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And, and, and I was, I was, and that's funny that you, you probably said that and that was probably the first time it was ever said anywhere. Um, <laughs> and I just like instantaneously was like, yes. And yeah. <laughs> like, it's he the way he attacks defensively like you see see offensive players are like okay i don't know what to do what do i got gary payton on me what am i going to do so they're yeah. dribble twice trying to figure right. out what they want to do because right. they don't want to do anything right away he walks right. up and he's like thank you very much i just took right. away five feet from you now right. you're operating at the half court line and you can't get past me yeah, nobody, no, nobody does that. They let the guy back up, reset themselves, observe. Like you, once they back up, the reason the offensive player is backing up is to take that space away. You gotta, you gotta keep the, you gotta keep the heat on. You know, if you have the ability to move your feet, you know, not everybody's Gary Payton Jr., but like he, a lot of guys can do that and don't. You know, and against the player that they're guarding. Let's make it right. clear. Like what we're talking about with Payton is like it could be Jaw. Yeah up top and he's going yeah. to be able to slide his feet with jaw all the way to the hoop right and he has the strength advantage and then he's got the leaping so it's it's if you told me that either of those players you know that's funny how defense matters and, and in golden's or in memphis they don't really treat melton the way that i think that he should be a 30 minute guy and and in mm -hmm. golden state because of the knee perhaps um, you know, they haven't really unleashed Gary Payton. If, if it was my team and he was healthy, I'd be like, Gary Payton, you play 30 minutes a game. I don't care. Like, yeah. you're, you're amazing. Um, okay, so... Specifically against this team, too. I uh, mean... Yeah, because you got to do something with Jaw. Like, you're getting yeah. hit. I mean, Jaron Jackson's going to hit you. Um, yeah. Hell, Kyle Anderson is going to hit you. Like, yeah, he yeah. is He is a confident, perfect role player. Um, yeah. Bain is damn near unstoppable at times because of the speed yeah. combo. And and the shooting and it's it's like man you're just going down the list and Dylan Brooks can hurt you and yeah it's then you go oh by the way Jaw might be the best player in the league <laughs> yeah and, that's, and they and they're gonna and they're gonna turn around and they're gonna dig in I mean it's it's a this will be it's kind of one of those things like if you're Golden State like you better focus in like you you can't be and 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 you know the other thing that's gonna help. The Chase Center ain't Oakland. Mm -mm -mm. It's a different fan base. It ain't Oakland. They try but to make it like Oakland, but it makes no. it worse. No, no, this is not <laughs> Oakland. This is not Oakland, dude. The, 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 these are people sitting on their chairs. I wish people is, around the country could go to an old school Warriors game. Yeah. It's a different it's thing, man. And people, because it, it's always the big, there's a big difference 
between Oakland and San Francisco. You don't <laughs> and say. And there's and there are there there are people that live in both. In, there are people in San Francisco that are like, but the fan bases specifically, and especially the Warriors, have the, that that Oakland crowd has been priced out of the Chase Center, and there is there is no similarities whatsoever. There's no similarities between the the, the Oakland fan at the Warrior game and this fan. So that that advantage is out the door. And, and in terms <laughs> of fan advantages, I'm I mean we got to go with well, a podcast for like the summer where there's nothing going on. Like what fan base is really bringing, right. bringing it, uh, bringing it home. I just got a hilarious message that makes me feel like I am late to something. Um, but in terms of fan bases, they, uh, that was to me, I possibly the best. Let's speed it up since apparently I need to be somewhere. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to advance a team out of that bracket. I got Memphis, you got Golden State. Yeah. And we're not going to play this series out because there's too many what ifs, but yeah. Let's just go initial hit who you take in out of the west like, you I'm know, elevator the, pitch style. I'm taking the Suns. I just think that they've played they they're the best team. They've played the best. They played the best when when Paul was out. I just think they're the best team. I I'm just think with the best you on that. So I'm just not even gonna. We'll get to that point. We'll have like a full on 60 minute probably yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast on yeah. those series. Right. Um, which brings us to the finals, more or less, because I, I don't think we played out. Will Milwaukee beat Miami or Toronto? But I think it was almost implied. Yeah, that I we have Milwaukee. So, so we yeah. have a rematch finals here. Yeah, I'll I have my rationale. I'll save it. So, what's your what's your your prediction and your rationale? I got Milwaukee again. Wow! Ooh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, this is a great yeah. playoffs because, like, typically we agree on almost everything. You and got the Suns this year. I got the Suns this year. Yeah, this gonna be good. It's, it's gonna it, be good. I, I think the Suns are the best team I've seen. Not the best. I think they are as good as most championship teams of yeah. the last twenty years. I could see, yeah, that's that's fine. That's and that's and, and, and then when I wrote about Milwaukee, I said they just got better. Yeah. Like so I think the, the, the thing for me was that Phoenix experienced more improvement out of players like Mikhail Bridges, even though you didn't see it in the stats. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Like down through the roster, Cameron Payne so on or not Cameron Payne specifically, but like just these guys that were the say fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth guys. Yeah. You know, they got another year under their belt, the Cam Johnsons, um, Deandre Ayton, even though he didn't have like a great year. I just think that yeah. they're so well constructed, so yeah. few holes and, and they got that mentality. Um, Chris Paul's healthy. Yeah. So we'll we'll get they to remind that. Me of, they remind me of as, as far as you saying like as good as any championship team you ever seen. They remind me of the the Stockton Malone Utah Jazz that probably would have won two championships any other time in the history of the league. But I just think that Giannis is you know he maybe the best player in the league. No, I don't think he's the MVP this year, but I think he's the best player. Romero Durant, and I think that they have a quiet confidence. And I think they're just gonna find a way. I think the way that Giannis is scoring late in games would give me concern if I had to <laughs> like <laughs> doing step backs and all this stuff. It, it would give me concern. Uh, you, it, it reminds you just how raw 
how much more room for improvement there is. And I just, this Suns team is again, they're as good as any You're You're correct. You are correct in that they have like literally no holes, but I still don't. I still think it's just not going to be enough. And that speaks to the greatness of Giannis. I just confirmed. I don't like my my physical therapist texts me. She's like, "I'm running ten minutes late. I'm sorry," and I'm like, "I'm not supposed to be there for an hour." (laughs) Good for her. Getting out in front of it. My instant reaction was that I made a mistake. I got I got more time, but we do have to go. Um, (laughs) The. The the, 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 the the fact that we're talking about the Phoenix Suns in that light, and then yeah. I'm completely with you in the idea that Milwaukee is totally in, not, not just in it, but might even be favored. It's like the Giannis stuff, the watch what he did hitting those free throws, but taking over the series after practically breaking his leg. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the Anthony way that Davis those guys would have done that, if you if you swap out Anthony Davis for uh, Giannis, it, that would have been the same result. <laughs> best player in the game, and you know LeBron's obviously the best player in the league, right? Like I, 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 <laughs> I will give like I, I will give this to LeBron. Like when I've watched LeBron this year, like he's played the ultimate. He's had a, a phenomenal scoring year. As far as old man basketball goes, he really, he was really, he really scored the ball in a, a very. That Carmelo really Anthony impressive. rubbing off on him. Yeah, he was really impressive, but like he just cannot, you, 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 he cannot impact. And his part, and it, it is his own fault. I mean, you wanted to get rid of, uh, you didn't bang the table for Caruso. You wanted, uh, you didn't want DeMar DeRozan, you know, if you, you, you got that, you, you decided to go older and slower because that's, that really works in basketball. How can we win? We, we got stopped last year. How can we get win? Get older and slower. So there you go. The, the LeBron <laughs> talk will go on forever, but he has done and said so many stupid things in his career that I can't reconcile as putting him as a top four player in the NBA history, like, or top player in NBA history, when there's so many players that didn't really have that issue. So, well, I mean, it's a newer issue. Well, we can that's a different podcast. It's a different podcast. Yeah. I, it just, the, the, when you contrast that with Giannis. And what he's done, kind of like how he's done it. Sure. Every aspect of what he's done is what yeah, you want. Right. right. But no one, when, when Giannis was 13, no one was telling him he was going to be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, exactly. He was out selling that's, trinkets, that's, you know, right. trying to get that, get by in life. Right. Not, like, not that LeBron had a, had a different thing, but when everyone, and not, it's not that everyone was telling him, it was that everyone was acquiescing to him and as soon as you become a pro when an organization decides they're going to acquiesce everything to a 19 year old you that's gonna mess with your head i mean you're, you're never going to be the the leader that you would be able to be i mean that's just the stupidest thing in the world and that's why you know that's Cleveland why he, he is been, who he is and that's why Cleveland's been what they've been. You know, like, the, the reason they worked in Miami is because everybody knew that Eric Spolster was going to be the coach, no matter what happened to LeBron, no matter what he said, no matter what he did. Pat Riley wasn't going anywhere. Spolster wasn't going anywhere. And he had a fall in line. And 
that's why they were successful. They did not say, hey, LeBron, you're taking over our scouting. You're taking over this. You're taking over that. No. No. <laughs> Who does that? Look at us. We're trying to do another podcast at the end of an hour 40. I know, right? All right. All right. We're going to call this call this one. Um, this has been a blast, Cause. Yeah. We should do this more regularly. And eh? we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, you guys enjoy the play-in, uh, the, the, the results here on Friday night. Playoffs kick up this weekend. We might go on Thursday next week. We're trying to kind of yes. talk that, that over. Of course, we'll tweet about it from our so voluminous Twitter account, Cause and Brew Show, at Cause and Brew Show, um, on Facebook, where we're so active at, at Cause and Brew Show uh, on Facebook. Um, good luck this week with your track meet, sir. Thank you, sir. And uh, I will see you on Thursday. Sounds Another good. one's on the books. Peace. Peace.